Hello and welcome to Online Church. This is Sarah and I am lead pastor over at Exchange in Green Bay. So welcome. It's good to have you here. Thanks for spending some time with us. I appreciate that and I hope that we'll have a good conversation in the chat. Um, you guys, there was something that happened today or more recently that I have to tell you about. I forgot I was supposed to be speaking today. Isn't that awesome? It's not. <laughs> I was shocked when I heard Stephen last week. I mean, I'm just listening to online church. I'm in the chat, paying attention. And all of a sudden he says, and next week we're going to hear from Sarah. And I was like, me? No, it's not me. It's not my turn. Stephen must have forgotten who's actually talking. So I texted him and I said, I was like, me? Are you sure it's me talking next week? And he's like, yeah, I sent you all the information. I forgot. Here, I really thought it was him, but it was me. I forgot. I can be really forgetful sometimes. How about you? Do you have trouble remembering things sometimes? I think it's one of those things that most people struggle with from time to time. It just, it's not something we plan on. It just kind of sneaks up on us, right? Um, it's not like we wake up in the morning and we're like, these are the things I'm going to forget today. It just happens. So go ahead and mention something in the chat that you have forgotten. Um, we'll bond together over our forgetfulness in chat. So, so go ahead and mention something. It can be something you've recently forgotten, or it can be something that maybe you forget regularly. Um, and before I forget... I want to say something here. We're going to be taking communion later um, towards the end. So um, go ahead and grab something small to eat and drink um, for when we get to that point. Uh, traditionally, it's bread and wine or juice that are used, but you can use whatever is near you. Um, I've joked before about spicy pork rinds and coffee. Today, I have a um, little potato chip and a lot of coffee. So um, it's really more about the act of remembrance than the actual physical elements. So just go grab something really quick um, while we're doing this, and, um, and then you'll be ready when we get to that point. Okay, so back to talking about forgetting. Um, again, it's not like we wake up knowing that we're going to forget things, planning to forget things. It just sneaks up on us. And sometimes it's something small, right, like where we parked, um, sometimes it's annoying, like when you go into a room and you go in there for a specific purpose and you start doing things, you do three, four or five things, and then you leave the room and walk out and then you discover you forgot to do what you originally went into the room for. That's annoying. <laughs> and sometimes it can be something important. Have you ever forgotten anything important? It can be maybe a loved one's birthday, an anniversary, a child. So my grandma loved to tell this story about her brother. Um, he had left one of his very many children at a park um, and took the rest of the family home and didn't realize it until dinner, and that child didn't show up. And that's when they remembered, we left, a, we left someone at the park. So they rushed back to the park and went to pick that, that child up and discovered that that child had made friends with people. So they weren't worried or bothered by the fact that they had been left and abandoned by their family. Um, they were actually quite well with it. <laughs> but we all have a tendency to forget things. And in fact, most of us forget something at least once every single day. We didn't start the day intending to forget, but it happens. We forget things that don't mean very much, like where we put our keys. 
or to take out the garbage before it gets dark and scary outside. Um, but we also unfortunately forget things that are more important, like paying a bill on time or planning to um, what you're going to eat for dinner before you're ridiculously hungry or your children are crying because they're starving to death and they're probably going to die if they don't eat in five minutes. Those are bigger things to forget. And you know what else we tend to forget? We tend to forget who we are in relationship to God. This is a big one for a lot of us. So today I want to spend some time talking about how the act of worship can help us remember who God is and who we are. If you're anything like me, as I go through all the tasks and checklists and all of the unexpected things that pop up um, that need to be taken care of every day and every week, it's easy for me to drift off course spiritually. I find the busier I get, the easier it is to drift off course. And if you're a Jesus follower, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean here. We can easily forget the truths that we know in our hearts and in our minds. We can wander far from God, ending up in a place that we never intended to be. Last week, Stephen talked about how a compass is always pointing to true north. And spiritually speaking, sometimes we need to recalibrate ourselves so that we're pointed in the right direction, so that we're pointed at God, so that we can focus on God And one huge thing that helps us recalibrate is worship. So in this series that we're in, Recalibrate, we're talking about what it means to worship. Because worship points us back, right? Today I want to focus on the practice of remembering. Because forgetting isn't anything new. I bet your parents or your grandparents probably forgot your name from time to time, especially in moments of frustration, Um, My parents named all of us kids with um, names that started with the letter S. So when my mom would get frustrated or upset or really excited, she would just start hissing at us, right? She'd try to get all the S names out, and it was really challenging, and we would just sit and laugh at her, right, because it was funny, um, until I became a mom. And I found that suddenly there were these times that I couldn't remember what I had named my children, and I started calling them by my sister's names and all these other things that would come out. Parents, has this ever happened to you? I can't see if you're nodding in agreement or looking at me like I'm crazy, so please go ahead and and mention that in the chat. Let me know I'm not alone, please. (laughs) Has this ever happened to you? As long as people have been on earth, forgetting is something that we've all done. Um, we can even go back to the Old Testament where there, there um, are a lot of stories about the people of God, the Israelites, and there's a lot of stories about how they often forget about who God is and who they were. In 1 Samuel, we can see how the people were constantly drifting from God. They'd begun to worship the false gods of their neighbors. They'd lost sight of their identity as the beloved people of the one true God. So today we're going to look at one of those situations from 1 Samuel chapter 7 um, to see if we can learn more about this this practice of remembering. So let me give you a little bit of background about what's happening here. Um, Samuel was a prophet and a leader in Israel. And in chapters four through six, he talks about a whole bunch of battles that take place between long-term, long-time enemies, the Israelites and the Philistines. And after a pretty brutal defeat at the hands of the Philistines, the Israelites begin to come to their senses. And they, starting in chapter seven, verse two, we can read, then Samuel addressed the house of Israel. 
if you are truly serious about coming back to God, clean house, get rid of the foreign gods and fertility goddesses, ground yourselves firmly in God, worship him and him alone, and he'll save you from Philistine oppression. So I have to admit, sometimes when I read the Old Testament, I wonder why in the world the Israelites kept forgetting who God is and who they were. I mean, they'd clearly lost their minds, right, to forget this. How do they forget that God had repeatedly protected and provided for them? Throughout their history, he had led them to freedom from their oppressors over and over and over again. Why would they even think about pursuing other gods and holding on to idols that were meaningless? And I'm reading this and I think, it just seems crazy. How do they quit? How do they forget how much God loves them and provides for them? How quickly... They turn from him. And then I start to think a little bit more, and I think, we do the same thing. Don't we all sometimes fail to remember who God is and what he's done for us? How quickly I can lose sight of the fact that when I didn't have a chance in the world, God loved me and gave me a hope and a purpose and a future. And much like the nation of Israel, I can find myself starting to chase after other things, thinking that's how I can find fulfillment, or that somehow someone other than God will get me through whatever it is that I'm having to go through. I forget that he loves me more than anyone else will love me. I forget that he'd rather die than live without me. How do I forget that? How do I forget that Jesus would rather die than live without me? That he gives me more than I could ever ask for. Unconditional love, forgiveness, acceptance. He gives me this whole community of people that can help get me through anything that life brings my way. When we forget who the one true God is, the idols we turn to are probably not physical statues, but they're just as real. We can turn to romantic relationships or a successful career, security of wealth. Um, We can look for the rush of pleasure. And so it's important for those of us that are Jesus followers to remember. Every day we need to remember who it is we worship, who it is we follow, and whose presence we long to be found in. This tendency to forget isn't just true of us and the Israelites. It was also true about the very first followers of Jesus. Jesus's closest friends were also easily distracted. And like the Israelites before them and all of us that follow, they often failed to remember who Jesus was, who Jesus is, and why he came. They longed to pursue many of the same idols that you and I chase after. So over and over again, Jesus had to remind them, and he reminds us who he is. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine, you are the branches. I am the resurrection and the life. So Jesus reminds us who he is And then throughout the whole New Testament, God reminds us of who we are. And God says this about us. He says, you are a child of God. You are a friend of Jesus. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are accepted by Christ. You are a new creation in Christ. 
You are chosen, holy, blameless before God. And then he tells us that you are loved. As a follower of Jesus, that's who I am. And if you are a follower of Jesus, that's who you are. And I don't know about you, but I need to remember that every single day. And sometimes I need multiple reminders in a day. In fact, let's go ahead and change some of those pronouns around on that list, that second one of who God says we are, and own our identity in Jesus. We want to declare our identity together. So I'm going to ask you to to say these with me, and I know it feels silly, but I mean, you're in the comfort of your own home. So no one else is going to hear you except for maybe your family. And they already know you're weird. So just (laughs) go ahead and join me with this. But um, spoken words are powerful. Somebody once explained to me that when we speak, the vibrations actually travel through our heart. And that's important, right? Spoken words are very powerful. So join me and read these out loud, even though it feels silly, and affirm these statements as to our identity in Jesus. I am a child of God. I am a friend of Jesus. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am accepted by Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. I'm chosen, holy, and blameless before God. I am loved. So many of us have forgotten who we are. And some of us that are reading this, maybe it's something we've forgotten, or maybe it's something that we struggle to fully believe. So as you look at that list, which one do you need to remember today? Go ahead and share which one you need, the one you need to remember in the chat. Is it that you are a child of God, that you're a new creation, that you're loved? It's one of the others. When the people of Israel remembered who God was and who they were, They responded by getting rid of their idols. They cast aside everything that wasn't truth. And then they fasted and confessed where they'd gone wrong. They confessed what they had forgotten. Confession isn't just about recounting our sins. It's also about admitting what we've forgotten. So let's look at that list again. Um, It's, I am a child of God. I'm a friend of Jesus. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am accepted by Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm chosen, holy, and blameless before God. I am loved. So the question is, which one do you need to remember today? Which one do you tend to forget? When we've drifted spiritually, when we forget who God is and and who we are to God, we can recalibrate by remembering who God is and who we are. I want to encourage you to make something to remind yourself for when you forget. Um, So maybe write it down on a a little piece of paper and post it on your refrigerator, on your bathroom mirror, um, somewhere that you look a lot. Maybe make a note on your phone. Make a note about who you are in Jesus. After Samuel and the Israelites had a time of remembering and confessing, Their enemies, the Philistines, attacked again. But this time, God gave the Israelites victory. As a response to all that had just happened, Samuel did something that was pretty significant in verse 12. It says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mitzvah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So Samuel wanted the community as a whole to remember what God had done So he memorialized it with this monument in their history. 
he was built a stone monument. And he gave this monument the name Ebenezer, which sounds hilarious, right? But the, <laughs> the name comes from two Hebrew words, um, Eben, which means stone, and Ezer, which means help or helper. So Ebenezer literally means stone of help or stone of the helper. The stone reminded the Israelites of this moment when they would walk past it, when they would see it from a distance. Um, they would remember this moment when they turned away from their idols and turned back towards God in a time when their hearts were recalibrated to God. So I want to encourage you again, if you haven't done that already, make a note um, in your phone or, or on paper, or maybe you even want to paint a, a word, a keyword from, from one of those phrases on a small rock and put it somewhere that you will see it every single day. Let it be an Ebenezer of sorts, <laughs> sort of a memorial. Um, about what we're talking about today so that you can remember to remind you of who God is and who you are. And then there's another way that we can memorialize who God is and who we are. And communion is sort of an Ebenezer. Um, It's a memorial to the one who is our true helper. The one who showed us his total and complete love by giving up his life for us. Communion is a time for us to remember Jesus and the cross and the empty tomb, the place where we've given, been given ultimate victory. It's a reminder that he would rather die than live without us. So go ahead and grab that something small to eat and drink that hopefully you grabbed a little bit earlier, and we'll take communion together. Um, something small to eat, traditionally it's a bread or a cracker, and that represents um, Jesus's body, which was broken for us, and something to drink, traditionally juice or wine, um, and that is something that um, represents that his shed blood for us. But again, it can be anything. I'm using this little potato chip and this giant coffee. So whatever you have close to you will work. Again, it's about remembering. It's about the remembrance more than it is about the actual elements. So um, hopefully you have those with you. And in this moment, we remember We remember who Jesus is and what he has done. Jesus, you are the bread of life. You are the light of the world. You are the gate. So let's remember who Jesus is as we receive this bread or chip or pork rind, whatever you have together. And Jesus, you are the good shepherd. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the vine. Let's remember who Jesus is as we take this cup together. Let's pray.